On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Tyler Sully Sullivan. Man, what a great conversation. Uh, Tyler owns uh, an amazing golf brand called Bomb Tech. Uh, it's incredible how massive they are, and he has two employees. Uh, I don't know how he does it. Well, I do <laughs> after doing the interview. Um, Tyler also runs a, a great um, e-commerce uh, marketing agency uh, that does Clavio uh, email marketing as well as SMS. And uh, man, this guy is just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, him and I, uh, we're friends now. It's great. Um, and I think you guys are going to get a ton out of this one hearing his story, um, some of the tactics that he's used um, to grow and uh, and some really, really interesting email marketing uh, strategies that I'd actually never heard before. Um, so yeah, you guys are going to get a ton out of this one. Before we begin, we wanted to let you know some really exciting news and something that we've never talked about before in the podcast. Our team at Mindful Marketing is growing, and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. Now, on to today's episode. All right, I am here with Tyler Sullivan or Sully as he likes to be called, from Bomb Tech Golf and E-Commerce Growers, correct? E-Com e Growers, yeah, you got it. Uh, E-Com, E-Com Growers, E-Com, E-Commerce, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to give you some, uh, way more shout outs because I got it wrong. So uh, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. So nice to have you on. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell our audience, for, for those of uh, them who don't know about you, tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I'm an accidental entrepreneur. Um, I, I started Bomb Tech Golf in 2012, before the selfie, before Facebook had video, I think before ads. Um, really, I think it without, was basically before, before social yeah, ads really. Yeah, exploded. I think it, it was, it's way back now. This is before, like, I think Shopify just kind of had started. And I was just competing in what I call the Home Run Derby of Golf. It's a world long drive. And I was the world's worst long driver. Um, my, <laughs> my, my claim to fame in hitting the golf ball as far as I can was 360 yards. Um, and in my quest to hurt my back and hit the ball farther, I, I ended up breaking a bunch of clubs. And I started just to build my own, like assemble different components. And I, I started the world's worst website. And it was like, <laughs> I can't remember what platform it was on, but it had like a caricature of me flexing his muscles and breaking a golf club and I sold nothing on it for like a year and it, it was it was just this is a, a great story so far just so you know I'm, lo I'm yeah. loving this and I, I just was doing it out of fun I had no expectations and then I was on my boat which was not a yacht um, and I had an email come in and it was my first sale and it totally blew my mind and I could not comprehend that I just made money without being in front of my computer, without working. And that was the epiphany where I was like, I need to do more of this. So I like, I like, it just, I said, okay, I can do it. From there, I started to sell a little bit more, but not much. 
And then I designed my own product with my local university where I barely graduated. So I went to school for like almost five years, was a terrible student, uh, was having beers with a buddy. I was like, I want to design my own product. He's like, you're not that smart. I go, you're right. Uh, so I called up UVM where I 10 minutes from my house. And I said, hey, I'd like to design a golf driver. And they said, sure, you can apply. Anyone can apply for this capstone project. Yeah. I applied and I worked with four students and some faculty for a year and we made a golf driver. Um, and I was crazy enough. I cashed out my 401k and I had the club made. Um, and I just documented that journey on Facebook and Instagram, mostly Facebook, like 2012. And when I launched it, I didn't even have inventory. I did it on a pre-order and I sold like 10 grand in the first day. And I was like, that's not bad. Um, and then really I just hit Facebook early. Right. And yeah, I just, yeah. Facebook, like, this is my best example. So I like was slowly growing. And then I posted a video in my backyard where I hit a golf ball into a net and makes a hole. And it sounds like a bomb goes off. I hit it so hard. And I say, does your driver sound like this? And I boosted it for 300 bucks in 2014. I can never remember the years. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, like probably got, very little targeting at that time. Hey, it was just a boost. It was just yeah. like whatever. And it got 300,000 views, 10,000 comments. And I went through every comment till my thumbs oh. are bleeding. And oh my gosh. So I, so I like literally grinded on every single conversation for years of like engaging with people at scale that people would think I'm insane. I work 20 hours a day, seven days a week and then just scaled it up. And then I got out of my own way. You know, now I work four to six hours a week on that brand. I've got an agency as well where we help other econ brands with their email. And I kind of just like through having kids went from doing all the wrong stuff to working less and doing the right stuff. And, and here you I know am. what's funny is having kids. So I have three kids as well. And I have, have actually found having kids is an amazing time crunch. Like it makes you put all of like really figure out what's important because yep. for, for me, I want to spend, all the, all my extra time with my kids, if I can, right? Like they're, they're totally. just going to be little for so like for, for such a little time. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm totally with you. I feel like it just like condenses and you're like, okay, how can I leverage my time as much as possible? And it sounds like you've done it. So you must have like a staff of like 50 there at, at bomb tech or what? Uh, two. <laughs> how do you run it with two people? I, I already knew the answer. Just so everybody knows, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, it's funny. So like, real quick, I do want to step back. Like one thing from a motivational factor for me, talk about kids and family. And like when I was starting Bomb Tech, it was a side hustle. I had a full-time job and I got fired from my day job the week before Thanksgiving at just when I found out my wife was pregnant. Wow. And that was the pivotal moment where I had so much pressure on me. And that was the hardest year of my life that it made scaling the, the only option. So it was that just to give a little more context of like, pressure for me and epiphanies in life, like certain events, life events yeah. have just led me to do things. So to your point, I was working 20 hours a day, seven days a week, shipping clubs myself, assembling them myself, doing all the wrong stuff. And then when I had my first kid, I go, my God, I can't do this anymore. This is crazy. So I started to like slowly hand off tasks. Right. Yeah. Then when I had my second kid, my daughter, I was like, you know what? I'm taking six weeks off. So I took six weeks off and sales went up. So I said, wow, I'm really useless. And uh, through that process, I just kind of removed all of the busy stuff and only work on what I would call like big lever activities. So my team 
is really simple. I've got two guys in house that do customer service um, and that's all they do. So they do all my emails, phone calls. We have a high AOV. So I pay them really well. Yeah. So our customer service is just insane. Best of best. They, they can't do, they literally are so overpaid. They will do anything at any cost to make them happy. Right. And then I've got my email agency that does my email and SMS. I've got a paid ads guy and I've got 3PL. And I think that's it. And I've got like freelance video and photo guys that on yeah. demand, like let's get some content made. But I, I, and I went through stages where I had everyone in house. I had an office, I had a bunch of staff and I was miserable. I was working the most sales weren't actually going up that year. And I just like, my kids may have realized like, am I just moving stuff around the website or am I actually doing stuff important? You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which is tough, but yeah, I think that there's a lot of people out there right now uh, who are listening to this, you know, founders, CEOs of, of these e-com companies that that's totally what the day can look like, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to have another call with another SaaS agency that's totally going to like save my life or, you know, is yeah. going to somehow take, you know, time away. You, you know what I've found? And I know this isn't about me today, but I'm going to make it a tiny bit about me. What I found is I just put caps on my day. I don't yeah. work beyond two o'clock. I take an hour lunch and man, that's what, that's what life is about. I work nine to two. So I really only actually work four hours a day. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've been kicked out of the house because the kids are in virtual school with the world. So now I have oh, yeah, yeah. Office. So I've been like trying to find stuff to work on, you know, cause I'm like, what do I do all day? Um, so I got a gym and stuff I set up and usually like, it's funny. This summer is a good example. I used to have a test where, I would go skiing every, every day during the winter. I go skiing, right? Every yeah, day. Yeah. Um, and I would just say, do, will this prevent me from skiing? If so, I won't do it. <laughs> and that was my test. And it was like, if it was that important, I would do it. But 99% of the times, all the things I was getting bombarded with, like talking to an agency or like, let me do this task was just busy work to feel like I'm doing stuff. And yeah. it wasn't really a big lever. You know what I mean? And that was my... My first test I was like, I'll just ski. And if it really needs to get done, we'll see. And 99% of the time it was, had no impact, you know? Yeah. 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 Wow. That's uh, that's, that's, that's great stuff to think about. I feel like you are me on the East coast in America right now. Like this is just, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> it's, it's, this rare. it's a rare one to have, honestly, you know, and I think a lot of it comes back to like control, like my early days, you know, my first five or six years, I wanted to micromanage control every aspect. And that prevented me from, you know, I want to ship the clothes myself. I want to assemble them myself. I want to do customer service. I want to do the email. I want to do the phone because I, I knew all, I was the best. Right. And, mm. and there was like many times where I really, I realized I'm not that good at a lot of things, you know, it's like, I'm only good at a very small, small portion of things. And if I spend my time there, I'm happier. And I'm actually getting out of my own way and not bottlenecking the company. You know what I mean? So that was like, it just, it takes time because if you told me in 2012, don't do this stuff, I would have said you're crazy. And so yeah. it's like, I, I don't think anyone can really do what I've done or do what you've done in terms of uh, taking time away from doing what they do until they have those life events where they're like, all right, I really want to do this uh, or I don't want to work or do whatever, even if it's, would help them. I just, I wouldn't be able to take that advice. You know what I mean? No, totally. You have to come to that on, on your own. Right. And you have to, 
I really do believe you have to go through, I call it like the Gary V phase, right? Where you're hustle, yeah. hustle, hustle. And then you realize, oh, that's Love all that. BS. Okay. Yeah. I actually don't need to hustle, but you kind of needed to do that in that time to figure yep. out what it was like to work hard. Um, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm super inspired by, by your story, right? Like building this, like, you know, you know, high sort of seven figure brand that you have two employees in. Uh, it's really, it's, it's really the dream. What I'd like to chat about a little bit is some of those levers that you pull on the email marketing and SMS side, because as people know who listen to this, I'm obsessed with SMS right now. Um, it, it, I, you know, I sent, I think three SMSs out with our clothing company in the last week. And it was like $50,000 extra of sales. Like awesome. I, I just don't SMS it's, it's in its heyday right now. It's like, I, I cannot say enough good things about this. So let's talk about what, what you guys do and some of the levers that you guys pull um, over at Ecom Growers. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is kind of like my overall thesis with e-commerce is like when I started, I told that story about 10,000 comments and engaging. We, we just do the same thing with email. We have real conversations. I call it two-way, uh, <clears throat> authentic two-way conversation style. It's, it means nothing other than we're having a conversation, right? And we take that same approach to email. So like for my brand and our clients, depending on the client, and we run about 48% of revenue from email for me, um, which is using Klaviyo. And really like, it's just having conversations. So like the other day, I literally just asked in an email, one line, plain text, what was your best round this year? How many replies do you think we got to that? Oh man, I feel like I would reply to that. Yeah, we got like, I can't, it's like thousands, like 5,000, right? And people would be like, why are you doing that? It's like, all right, well, now we're having a real conversation with my in-house yeah. overpaid customer service guys that love what they do. Um, and now we're having a real dialogue. So when we do have a new product, a new promo, we not only are having conversations already and they're, they want to talk to us, we're not in the promotion step, we're in the inbox because they reply, yeah. right? Yeah. So really it's this high level strategy of two-way conversations, um, and then we use the platform to segment, follow up, do all the technical stuff, which I'm just the owner. So I'm not in the weeds anymore. I don't do any of that. I just work on like strategy. And really like, that's one of the biggest pivots when we work with new clients. It's like, well, how are you using email? Are you just blasting and, and hoping for a bunch of money to come to you and then blast them again with a no reply link? It's like, you don't even want them to reply. Like there's, so there's two, two big things. You just want to blast with no, no reciprocated conversation. And number two, it's like, you can design emails when appropriate, uh, but a lot of times we see overly designed newsletters with 20 different calls to action, right? Yeah. And it's like, have one call to action. We do a lot of plain text with like maybe one image and we just keep it native to the platform. You know what I mean? So it's like with SMS to shift a little, you're not going to send a newsletter style thing via text with an totally. image and all this stuff. You gotta be native to the platform. So that's all we're doing. It's a really like, an email is so funny. Everyone thinks, not everyone. Some people think email is not effective. Email still is absolutely the only true asset you own. So like if Facebook ads died tomorrow or Google ads died tomorrow, yeah. could you sell your inventory? Could you launch a new product? And if you don't have an active email list that actually replies, you're pretty much screwed. You know what I mean? So it's like, when I look at it, it's like my only true asset that I own, that's the entire business is my email list and my customer list. And then SMS is something we do as well. And for us, it's just, 
it's early, it's new. And people are like, well, you know, if you, you're going to get really high um, churn rates, people upset, you have to be native to how it's used. So I know it's a more intimate platform. Totally. So we make sure we use it when appropriate. We're not abusing it. We are asking for replies. We're having those real dialogues. And, and that's the difference. It's like, are you staffing your team and thinking of your brand as a real conversation? And if you just do that as an overall concept and then use these specific strategies or tactics and, and tools, you're going to kill it. You know what I mean? But that's, that's the difference, you know? Hey guys, just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply to start the process today. Now, back to today's episode. You know, um, and one other last point, not to ramble on about this, I, 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 I don't love being the face of the brand necessarily. I, although I'm on like almost all the content, one quick thing you can do with email and SMS is just have it come from one person versus like bomb tech. It comes from me. So people build a relationship with me just by changing it from bomb tech golf to Sully owner. So it's yeah. like that little change again, just makes it conversational, makes it tangible, makes it real. And you're building real relationships that you can sell to and monetize and not work a lot. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this conversation. Uh, I, I got a question for you. This is the question I ask everybody who comes on um, this podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Hiring the right people and getting out of the way. That's really it. You know, like we got a good, I'll, I'll give you a good example of how I screwed up really good. Um, two years ago, three years ago, I had an amazing paid traffic guy. Killed it for me. And as an owner, I didn't realize how well we were doing with paid traffic because I didn't know ads at the time. Yeah. And I fired him in January uh, of like 2016 or something. And I realized quickly how little I did I know. And I went through 15 agencies and I ended up learning Facebook ads myself because wow. I had to know enough to actually hire someone. Right. Yeah. It was one of those moments where I was like, I need, so I was able to get to like a pretty good return on ads around like 3.6. By myself, which is not great, but it was good enough. I could know what to at least look for. Yeah. And what I, what I did, this is kind of crazy, but I was just so fed up with trying to find someone to work that I said, you know what? Anyone that thinks they can beat me and wants to get hired as an agency or expert, I will do a one-hour screen share with you, consulting call, and I'll pay you for your time. So I yeah. went through 12, 12 guys, paid everyone hourly, thinking I'll learn something if I don't hire them. And if someone beats me, they're hired. So it took me 12 guys. I paid everyone. I did learn a little bit. Some guys said they were really good and then they really sucked. Um, and then the 12th guy beat my ads and he's hired and he's been with me for three years. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's great stuff. Uh, yes. Being in the, the paid ad space, it is very difficult because we, we go through and we audit accounts all the time. It's really difficult to know who to go to like, and this yeah. is not a pitch for, for us at all, because we work with, you know, sort of higher seven figure companies, but like, 
it's so difficult to make that decision to decide whether, Hey, I'm going to have to learn paid traffic, which is huge. I mean, I, I can't think like the amount of staff we have that we have to train um, to run paid traffic properly. It takes a lot of time. So good for oh. you that you went through that process. Um, for me, I'm, I'm totally not that micromanager type. And it sounds like you're not either. <laughs> I just mess stuff up. You know what I mean? So like getting the people in the place and I, I, I'm always trying to replace myself because I really feel like if I, if I have the right experts and I can get out of my own way, it, it will scale further than I can bring it. I, I typically, and it's taken me a long time, bottleneck things and slow things down. So that's like my only goal, especially on the agency side. It's been really interesting because that's a much more people intensive business mm -hmm. so i'm learning quite a bit because we are we've got 30 clients and we're scaling up and i'm learning quite a bit about investing in people in terms of resources time money you know all of that so it's a different business um and i think right now my next you know next big learning is really hiring people at a, at a, a next level you know what i mean and becoming better at you know, job descriptions, hiring, finding those true experts to get it to the next level. Because I know with our current staff, it's like my partner, Chris, has been hustling, grinding Gary Vee for two years yeah. with the agency because he's super young. Um, and I was like, dude, if we're going to get to, you know, uh, eight figures and beyond with the agency, which is kind of the goal, um, it's not going to be with your pure effort. There's just no, no. way. So we're, no. That's been him and I, our daily discussion. So right now we're hiring three new people and it's, uh, it's always, it's always interesting what, what you learn when you go through these transitions. And I, I get, I get upset or frustrated when I don't have these big levers, but right now I feel like hiring is a big lever. So I'm excited about that. It's, it's, it's hiring's a massive lever. Uh, Sully, when would somebody hire an email slash SMS agency? When, when does that make sense? Yeah, again, this is kind of similar, like I said before, I, I would 100% do email yourself so you know what you're doing enough yeah. to hire or fire someone. We typically work with clients doing a minimum of a million a year. It just, yeah. you know, it doesn't make sense because we do, we bill all your uh, automations, all your flows, and then we do ongoing management of your campaign calendar, the sending of everything. Most of our clients are typically doing over 5 million. You know, we do have some higher ones that are doing, you know, over 10 million a month. Um but really that's kind of the sweet spot we've seen where they're also going to get such a high ROI at those numbers with our service. Typically we three X their email revenue in 30 days. Um, it makes sense. We have done like automation build outs for newer brands or funded startups that just want to have it all built out. So when they really start hammering paid traffic from guys like you, that they have all those automations going already. So that's kind of what we recommend is build out your flows, get going, but once you hit that seven figures, then it's like, all right, you probably aren't the best suited in the day-to-day -day of this, right? Like we, we'll take totally. your brand voice and do it. And it's the hardest part to hand off, but it's like, it's such a measurable thing. And that's why as a, someone that had burned through so many agencies, I was like, I don't want to start an agency because they're so bad. But now I'm like, we almost have to, because I feel like we're revolutionizing an industry, like where it's like, there's so many that have not performed, but we have an econ brand a unique perspective and could show an ROI so fast. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like all my bad experience was like, let's just be the anti-agency agency. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, agencies, they have to exist, right? Because you can't just 
think you're going to hire like a paid traffic rock star to come into your business. And not everybody needs that, right? That to have that person full-time in-house uh, or, or email or w- whatever it is, um, they still have to exist. And I'm, hey, I'm, I'm with you, like being a brand owner as well. Uh, we're working with a CRO agency right now and it's, uh, it's been going interestingly, but coming from an agency owner perspective, you know, um, I, luckily I know the owner of the other agency really well, and we refer people back and forth, but, uh, nice. yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to let go. Right. And you have to let go if you want to have a life that's like great <laughs> where you can go skiing every day. <laughs> that's Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a huge proponent of hiring experts and agencies you know what I mean it's it's such a it, there's something to it of working with an agency that has many clients because they're doing different things on with different agent different clients and can see so like when we have 30 clients we can see what's working with you know xyz client and this client and then take that knowledge to all of them versus like totally. when you're only in your brand doing one thing you don't, you're too deep in the woods to see uh, out through the forest or whatever the saying is. Yeah. And that's really, that's how I leverage them. And I mean, a lot of it's performance based. So it's like, if they're performing cool versus like trying to bring someone in the house. And that was my thing. I wanted to bring early days, people in house and upskill them. And I was like, you know what? True experts typically own or work at an agency. That's just what I found, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's so true. Sully, I got to ask you our uh, lightning round questions here. What is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Uh, Tool or app? I'm actually a big fan of Facebook Workplace. Oh, really? You like Workplace? Okay, tell tell me why. Because I think there's going to be a lot of people that are like, you're crazy. (laughs) Hey, I was with you up until now. (laughs) I'm such a Facebook guy, and that's how I built both brands, you know, and it's like when, when they came out with that, I was like, Oh my God, this is my moment of glory. Uh, I do use Basecamp and Slack and Skype, but Facebook, I, I have all my freelancers, agency guys, even in-house guys all on there. And I love it. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, favorite podcast that you're listening to right now. You know, I kind of took a break from podcast and I'm reading right now, which is Ooh. I'm reading like a book a week. Which is, which is new for me because I was all podcasts all the time and now it's all reading, which has been, it's been awesome. Uh, favorite recent book that you've read? Uh, E-Myth, Michael Gerber. Oh yeah, that's that's just a great, such a great read for any, I mean, talk about getting out of your, your own way, right? And creating systems like, yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, if you could sit down with anybody right now for an hour, have a beer, have coffee, tea, whatever it is, uh, somebody who's alive right now, who would it be? Oh my God. Uh, who would I want to sit down with right now? I don't know if I have a good answer. I would probably find someone that has grown. I, I know Steve from mute six had a pretty successful scale with his agency. I'd probably want to talk with him to see how he scaled to the numbers he did. Cause that's my biggest okay lack of um skill right now is scaling with people yeah the, the mute six is a great, great example we actually it's funny we look at mute six with every partnership that they're in and we're like we want that partnership that same <laughs> partnership because obviously whatever they're doing is has been working totally, um, yeah 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 it's uh it's it's really really cool to see how they uh, grew and he exited too didn't he 
I believe so. Yeah. And uh, he, it's funny. He, I met, also said this cause he posts on LinkedIn, like, Hey, message me and I'll give you an hour of my time. So hopefully he hears this and says, Hey, let's go dude. Cause I did message him. So, uh, <laughs> oh. just LinkedIn. yeah, yeah. So we'll <laughs> see. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, Sully, where can people find out more, uh, about you and, uh, get in touch with you? Yeah. So if you're a golfer, uh, bombtechgolf.com. If you're an e-com brand, we'd love to do an audit of your account at ecomgrowers.com or on LinkedIn. Like that's, I've been absolutely hammering and enjoying LinkedIn. That's been huge lately. It's just, uh, Tyler Sullivan. Um, yeah, I'd love to talk to you on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Awesome. I, I got to make sure we're connected on LinkedIn. I haven't seen your post come up. So I, I don't know. Maybe not. That's where I spend all of my time. So yeah, LinkedIn's fun. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on Secrets of Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Uh, this was a wonderful conversation. Um, I think that people got a lot uh, out of this one. And um, yeah, really, really appreciate your time today. All right, Jordan. Thanks, man. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.